like my father was in East Tennessee Land of home free Spent time as a kid Hills of Carolina Mountains and valleys there There's no place finer Till my time keeps ticking away I'll just keep on Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. How's everyone doing? Hope y'all are doing well. If you celebrate Christmas, we hope you had a good one with your family or not with your family or whatever. Times are so weird right now. Celebrate Hanukkah. We hope that was wonderful. If you celebrate yes. Festivus. I hope that was great, too. Wanza. Yeah. All of we them. Got the, yeah, we got the, by the time you guys listen to this, it will be a new year, actually. Happy 2022. We hope to God it's better than the last two. I was sick when I realized that it's going to be 2022. Yeah. <laughs> T-O-O. Yeah. <laughs> Those memes are cracking me up. All, <laughs> all the ones that are like, I don't see nobody saying this next year's about to be my year. Everybody's real cautious. <laughs> yeah. No one's trying to make good wishes on 2022. Like it see, I was talking about this earlier. It I feel like I'm still in 2020 battle <laughs> trying to get through. And then this no, year just like slipped by it was kind of like a whole lot of oh things are getting better and then they're not (laughs) and then well maybe they are and then well they're not and then (laughs) like stop and go it's like that mask mandate lapsed a day (laughs) and then the next one went into place (laughs) exactly it's so weird I mean I've just accepted like this is I guess how life is gonna be lived I went to see a show I saw John Oliver at the Kennedy Center last night in DC and you know we're all in masks showing our vaccination cards and it's just like this is just how it is now I guess this is what we do don't bother putting your lipstick on yeah, I have saved so much money in lipstick and recently I've ordered some because I was being optimistic. <laughs> Not oh, Back to the lip gloss. Back to the chapstick. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, hope you guys, however you're celebrating the new year, have a good one. And, uh, you know, we're just excited to be bringing this into 2022 with us and uh, just honored that you guys are here and happy first episode of the new year. Absolutely. I have picked out my sweatpants for New Year's. (laughs) Yeah. Epic. 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 You know, the other little thing, side note, online dating in the (laughs) pandemic, anybody. Not ideal. It was never ideal, but add that little, you know, detail to it, which is not a little detail and it's not ideal. I actually had a sad moment this morning. I woke up at 5 a.m. just in a panic attack, searching the side that I don't sleep on in my bed for my person. And it took a good couple minutes for me to come to, you know, come awake and realize that I don't have a person. No one was missing. <laughs> and then I proceed to apologize to my dog's stuffed animal that was in my bed that I thought was my dog. So I was just like, <laughs> great. <laughs> I really hope this new year is a little better. <laughs> a little less lonely, maybe. I don't know. My baby mama like responded to my snap and was like, I'll come be your person. 
Oh, 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 oh. I don't think the, the podcast knows what your baby mama is. Uh, oh, we might oh, have to do a side note. My my 14-year-old is adopted, so it is legitimately his biological mother. So I get to call her my baby mama. <laughs> it's actually such a beautiful adoption story. We'll have to save that one for another episode. Um, but yeah, yeah, I love that you saved on baby mama. <laughs> trauma as well. I think it is. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. It's very on brand for sure. <laughs> I am very um, sad that I'm not with Morgan. Yeah, Sarah was with me. Uh, like I said, I had a surgery and Sarah was with me for over a week and yeah, she took yeah. care of me, was very maternal to me, cleaned my apartment for me multiple times. And just <laughs> uh, as someone who lives alone and who, who has lived alone for you know years now, it was very nice and has lived away from family for so long. It was so nice to have someone just like taking care of me. Oh my God, I was loving it. Well, I was trying to like let you be independent and get up and get your movement, but at the same time, like also help. Like I was trying to like not pamper too much, but be there like how I would want someone to be there for me. <laughs> no, it was perfect. Sarah is like the most like giving, maternal, loving person ever. So it was just like ugh, all the all the warm, fuzzy feelings. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, because we sure didn't get to do anything with the new strand ramping up in the city. Totally yeah. had to cancel all of our plans and mm-hmm. just enjoy some not life on the streets walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we walked so many miles. Just which DC is a great city to walk around, but uh, yeah, we got our steps in. That's for sure because we couldn't really do much else. <laughs> exactly. But it was good. Um, and yeah, we are apart now, but uh, hoping to be together again soon. I'm, I'm probably going to make a trip down to Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee. So, yes. yeah. But um, so when I get into what this episode Wait, I'm is. Sarah. I'm the older oh, cousin. Yeah. I'm the maternal one. <laughs> yes. I'm Morgan. I'm the younger cousin. Um, we uh, We forgot to introduce ourselves. We've been talking for like 15 minutes now. Happy New Year. <laughs> we hope you guys know who we are at this point. Uh, we have heard some feedback that our voices are very hard to tell apart. So uh, I don't know what to tell you guys with that. But <laughs> um, but so this episode is going to be about gaslighting, which is something we have experienced a lot of. Um, this, so basically, um, Morgan speaking, I, I've mentioned in the last few episodes, kind of like the updates of like where I'm at with my mom and we weren't on speaking terms from my last trip down to Tennessee, but then my surgery happened and, you know, we talked a little bit then, and then, uh, she basically, we got an argument in a phone call just the other day. And she basically was like, um, you know, this is the second thing you've ruined for your Nana. Uh, referring to the last argument that we had uh, in person in Tennessee, in which <laughs> it was actually her drinking that ruined the uh, the occasion, but uh, she blamed it on me. And so I was just kind of like, I am so tired of being blamed for things that are not my fault, that are actually due to my mother's drinking. Um, so <laughs> we're going to talk about gaslighting because I'm tired of being gaslit. Um, yeah, we have so much content to talk about. So her and I are, are no longer on speaking terms again, which is it's fine. It's best for me, whatever. Um, but wanted to start out by reading the definition of gaslighting. I think like we have experienced this so much, but it's just until recently that like we were able to like 
put this word to it and like define it. Um, that's not to say gaslighting, the term did, hasn't existed for a while, um, but I probably have just, you know, heard of it probably in like the last five years. Which yeah, is always nice. You know, a lot of people really don't know what it means or when it's being used. So I think it's really great for you to go into a dive with that explanation. Yeah, I I do feel like it's become super popular now and it does get thrown around. So I feel like a definition is always good. So um, this says gaslighting. Gaslighting is a form of manipulation that occurs in abusive relationships. It is an insidious and sometimes covert type of emotional abuse where the bully or abuser makes the target question their judgments and reality. One, ultimately, the victim of gaslighting starts to wonder if they are losing their sanity, which like for me, like that's pretty spot on, especially I like that it notates that it's, you know, in an abusive relationship because it's exactly what that is. Like gaslighting is emotional abuse. Yeah. And it it's not even um, like you think you're losing your mind. You start to question who you are. You start to yes. question reality. You start to question your self-worth. You start to question just like everything about yourself, like the things you think you're doing, you must be doing wrong because this person seems to be interpreting them in a completely different way. But that is absolutely not the case. That person is just not taking accountability and wants to deflect and put it on you. Exactly. Um, yeah, I have questioned my sanity so many times. I mean, they're like the the like main events that come to mind for me are just like as I got I'm as I mentioned uh, two episodes ago, like, you know, my parents were, uh, you know, fighting regularly and that happened like well into I mean, still. So, you know, my whole life. Um, but as I got older, you know, I would start to argue back with my mom and oftentimes like arguments and you know, physical altercations, all the things were between her and I, uh, especially surrounding her drinking. Cause she, when she drinks, she gets like really emotionally aggressive, uh, and physically aggressive. So as I got older, I would start to film her just to be like, because she, the next day, you know, if I tried to confront her and say like, this is what you did, this is what you said, she would always deny it every single time, deny it. So I started to film her like, bitch, I'm about to have some proof of what you said and did. Um, but yeah, I mean, like my whole life, like the next day I would, I would be like, you know, she would go to call me because I'm sure she had some recollection. I, I think she usually has recollection of what happened, you know, the day before when she was, you know, messed up and arguing and fighting, whatever. And she would call me like everything was fine. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to act like everything's okay. You know, you said this to me yesterday, you did that, you know, or last week or whatever, whatever. And every single time it was, oh my gosh, Morgan, I did not. What are you talking about? Yeah. That never happened. Completely or, denying. And and it's brushing yeah. your emotions off. It is minimizing your emotions and then not taking accountability for the hurt that they've caused. Yeah. Or she would even go to, and she'd, you know, this is just like this last story that I told of her, you know, blaming it on me. She would turn it around and say, no, you did this and you said this, you know, you're the brat, you're the, you know, you are this. And it's just like for a long time, I would be like, well, fuck, like what did happen? And yeah, you you literally start to question reality and question yourself and fucking question your sanity, which is it's very scary. I mean, gaslighting can it's it's a very scary thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, whenever you get into that headspace of who am I, what did I do? You know, I'm constantly being blamed. It just puts you in this just terrible state of mind. Like you can do, you know, can 
can work. And honestly, a lot of times it makes people who are being abused with the gaslighting work harder, you know? And it's like, what you don't understand is that it's not your behavior. It's your abuser's behavior and Mm -hmm. nothing will ever be good enough or right for them. Yeah, exactly. So one of my favorite stories, um, of gaslighting was when, and this one is just like, it's so absurd and telling it is so absurd. But like in the moment, like I was questioning what had happened, which is, I mean, so I'm just going to get into it. So I, you know, graduated high school, um, and had my high school graduation and, uh, you know, my parents came, both sets of grandparents came at that, at that time, like all of my grandparents are still alive. So my Nana was there with, um, you know, our grandfather that we've spoken about, you know, they were divorced, of course, but they're both there. I took photos with everyone, photos with my parents, photos with both sets of grandparents, photos with all the grandparents, all the parents, you know, all the things. Um, and you know, that first year after high school, I decided I would go to community college. And so I remember that summer, you know, I had sent in all my shit to community college And um, they had uh, reached out to me, the college did, and they were like, hey, your high school transcript, it doesn't have a graduation date on it. Like, we can't accept it. It looks like your guidance counselor just like forgot to fill that part out, but like, we can't accept it without a graduation date. And I was like, okay, you know, no problem. And I remember feeling like, oh gosh, I need to get this done quickly. And I had a shift to work. And so I remember calling my mom and asking her, you know, because they, sit, you know, by a phone all day. And I called her and asked her like, Hey, you know, this happened. Like, can you call the guidance counselor and just ask them to, uh, you know, fill out the the date on my transcript and have them, you know, send it over to the college. And she was like, yeah, no problem. I can call them. And I was like, thanks so much. So my mom worked at the family business with my Nana. It's just the two of them still is today. And, uh, my, I guess my Nana overheard this conversation and, you know, <laughs> shortly after, I don't exactly remember the timeline, but I just remember shortly after I start getting phone calls from my Nana about how I'm a liar and I'm never going to go anywhere in life without a high school diploma and how I'm, you know, I'm going to, you know, never succeed in life. You know, I'm a failure. I'm a liar, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and she basically is like, you know, it came out that like, basically she heard that conversation, you know, that one-sided phone conversation with my mom and came to the conclusion that I had lied about graduating (laughs) high school, which is like, it kind of makes you wonder like this, like, is that her mental illness? Because like, how could a sane person who attended my high school graduation then take those details and say, no, she, so I was like, I was like, bitch, you think I like came up with this conspiracy that like I've staged, like I asked my whole high school, like, you know, stage your graduation for me, fucking call my name. Let me walk across the stage. Even though I didn't graduate. It's also like, bitch, you can look at my transcript. Like I've clearly passed high school. I clearly graduated. Like, what do you mean? And it was just like weeks of phone calls. And I specifically remember being at the beach on my fucking senior trip when I should have been having a good ass time. I should have been illegally wasted, whatever. And I remember sitting on the balcony and calling Sarah so upset and being like, what the fuck? Like I was like, and I was, you know, I was 18. Actually, I was 17. I graduated high school at 17 because my birthday falls in August. So, you know, I was just a little sweet baby angel. (laughs) Just a little one, you know, like nowadays I would, this would, I would handle this so differently, you know, like (laughs) over a decade later. But I just remember being like hurt because, you know, it goes back to like, I didn't feel good enough. 
you know, they're questioning me. I, you know, it never feels good to be called a liar. And it was just like, I know I graduated in my heart. <laughs> I know because it's a fact. I, she was the physically there, but it's just like, it's so hard to like, when you're being gaslit to like, you're trying so hard because you know reality or you think you do. And you're trying, you're just like, why does this person not like, why are they questioning this? Like, it's the most frustrating thing ever. And I just remember calling Sarah and being so upset. I went to the extremes of even, I printed out my fucking diploma, made copies. <laughs> I printed out my transcript, made copies. And I wrote my Nana this long ass letter that was like, this is not how grandmothers treat their, their grandchildren. This is not how humans treat other humans. Like, this is unacceptable. Like, you know, this is the most hurtful thing ever. Like, I just, I don't understand. Like, you were physically there. Like, do you really think the entire high school and myself are lying to you? Like, what would I gain from, you know, staging this graduation? Also, I'm going to college in the fall. So please explain that. Like, you know, just this long ass letter of me, like with logic and emotion and all the things attached with my my diploma in my transcript. I fucking mailed that shit to her. And she had the audacity to open it and then put it back into the original envelope into another envelope and mail it back to me without saying a goddamn word. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, that's our true Nana form. She loved to write letters. And it's like, we were just trying to speak your language and yeah. you didn't even keep it. She's like, oh no, you should probably hang on to this. <laughs> And it's just like, what, like, I don't even like, that's such a, it's so ridiculous. And it's like, what do you gain from questioning, like from calling me a liar at a graduation that you were physically at? Like, I just, it's literally the most extreme form of gaslighting ever. Of Just like you were there. <laughs> what do you mean? It's like it plays into their securities and what they consider mistake. I swear that like has to be a part of the way they react that way, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I mean, or you go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, you know, Nana, I think we said in a, a previous episode, I mean, they ran away and got married before age. So, I mean, she got married very young and wasn't able to focus on her education, which is like a big thing for her. She's huge. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter if you're a serial killer, if you have a high, higher education, that's how she's going to describe you. Like, yeah. oh yeah, they went to Harvard and have, um, you know, a master's degree and it's like, okay, but he raped people you know it's like yeah. always leading and I'm being very you know exaggerant right now but that's how she would introduce them she would never be like hi this is Joe from my church he's a really awesome person she'd be like this is Joe he went to UT and he's an engineer yeah oh yeah exactly and it, it you know, I mean you're exactly right it has to be the fact that like she probably wanted a you know a college education for herself and that was something she was never able to gain um, so it's like very much her insecurity, but it's just crazy. Like, so, you know, when my mom made that comment this week, she said, this is the second trip you've ruined for Nana. Uh, and she said, Hickory, North Carolina being the, the first one that you ruined. And I was like, oh, okay. So that trip was an interesting trip because Sarah and I went with my mom and our Nana to take her to Hickory, North Carolina, where she was born and grew up not long, right? Right. It's her birth town. We was being sweet baby angels and taking our elderly grandmother to her birth town to yes. go to cemeteries and other things. Yeah, it was a real weird trip. Um, it 
obviously turned sour, which I mean, we expected like there's no like we cannot spend, you know, an extended amount of time with like my mom or my Nana and and expect it to to go well. What I loved was on the way in the duration of the trip actually held together okay. And what's so funny is doing just like average things with Morgan's mother, like going to dinner. So like after a very stressful choosing situation, which is a whole other conversation about trying to get Morgan's mother to agree to a restaurant, we go to a restaurant and Morgan and I ordered alcoholic beverages as one does. And she's always like, oh, oh. Is that alcohol? Do they have alcohol? And it's just like, yes, bitch, we know you want to drink. Yeah, you're the alcoholic. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah. So we we kind of get through the trip. Um, but on the way back, like this huge argument erupted. Um, Sarah, I mean, I don't know if you want to tell the argument. I mean, it went down every rabbit drill, but where it started was with a podcast. I was having Morgan listen to. It was a great podcast. People know it. It's like the most downloaded podcast. Adnan Syed, Syed, yeah. Serial, the podcast episode or season one. Such a good podcast. So we get to the part where his mother is checking the mileage on his car to see, I guess, if he's like slipping away or like seeing someone he's not supposed to because of religious beliefs. And I'm pretty sure mother Morgan's mother's comment was, well, if you didn't have to be tracking your son and looking at what he's doing, worrying what he's doing, you should have just stayed in your own country. Mm-hmm. And that's yes. where you get the stiff Morgan. <laughs> she turns to you, not with her head but her entire <laughs> body. I'm in the back seat. Morgan's in the front with her. I think I was driving. I think you were too. And you go, <laughs> what? Excuse me. That is so racist. What do you mean? Like moms can't check on their sons and look at their mileage? What, what's that yeah. have to do with where they're from? Why are you yeah. so racist? Oh, here we go. Yeah, you know, poli sci major over here has very little tolerance for racism, sexism, all, <laughs> you know, all the isms, islam phobia, all the things. So like, you know, I immediately go off and the, the, the trip had already gotten tense. You know, this was all bubbling. And then this was just the little the the moment that caused the lid to fly off the pot. Yeah. Um, and so it at turned- that point, like Morgan was done holding in because we went on all the topics. My child was with us. He was younger. He had headphones on in the very third row seat, <laughs> just uh, missing out on what's going on. And, you know, I was I was trying to be quiet and keep the peace. But there were times when I had to, like, validate because everything that was being said that was being denied was true. Right. And well, and what's so so what's notable about this argument was this was my first time to especially to my Nana. Like I, I had had these conversations at this point. I was age what? Like out of college. Right. I think I was out of college. I can't remember where you live. <laughs> yeah, because you were first dating. Yeah. Yeah. S- yeah. Second husband. Yeah. So I was out of college like for like it was like my first year out of college. And this yeah. was like. You know, I had like the vocabulary for things I had, you know, that's when I was working in social services. I had just had this recent like understanding of ACEs and childhood trauma and like really had this newfound knowledge and vocabulary for like what we had been through. Right. Um, And this was my first time like in front of my mom, in front of my Nana, especially naming 
kind of like I had a, a fucked up childhood and you guys acted like it's it was okay and you still do and I'm not doing it anymore like that was the first yeah. conversation of that nature of like I'm not playing these like pretend like everything's okay games anymore and I just went down the rabbit hole and I was like you knew uh, you know to my mom and my nana I was like do you know how you know traumatic it was like being a seven-year-old child and like trying to keep your parents from beating the shit out of each other like just everything there was no filter like it was all coming out and I was like you guys acted like it was okay you know just going off and that's when you know my Nana and my mom very much were like, you had a great childhood. Mm-hmm. So many people had it worse than you. You're an ungrateful brat. Da, 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 da. And it's just like, that's when. Gaslighting. That, yeah, that's when that level of gaslighting started. Um, and it so it, it turned into this huge argument. And at that point, like we had pulled over because Sarah was like, I no longer want to be in the car with you all. Like, we're going to get an Uber home. Like <laughs> me, Morgan and my child, like we're going to drive home separately. Well, how are you going to get home? I was like, I'm resourceful. There is public transportation. I'll get my suitcase out the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were like, we're not fucking doing this. Like, so that that trip was notable. That was, that was after like- our purses were thrown. Oh, yeah. Well, because we had stopped at the rest area, I guess, to pee. And I guess I had been driving, right? Mm -hmm. And then, and so my purse was in the front and then they decided they were going to drive because I guess I was too irate to drive or something. I don't know. And they threw our purses in the back. You're right. (laughs) And you were just like, yeah, we're not doing this. Um, So it's just funny. Like that was my first time, like really calling it out and saying like, this was not okay. The shit that I went through is not okay. The fact that you guys want to pretend like everything is 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 perfect and okay is not okay. Like this was all trauma, all the things. The fact that like just this week, my mom said this was the second time, you know, you ruined something for your Nana the first time being Hickory, North Carolina. It's like, no, I didn't ruin that. Like, you're not going to gaslight me and say that it's my fault. Yeah. I mean, the it, the exchange with gaslighting is very much you pointing out something that your abuser has done wrong or something inappropriate. And the abuser turns back instead of acknowledging and starts saying, well, you did this, this and this. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a very, you know, normal exchange with an abuser who's gaslighting you. Like, it's never, oh, you know, I'm going to take accountability and I messed up. No, your abuser is going to say, well, you do this and you do that. Like, it, I have these conversations, even with my mother about her addictions, you yeah. know, she'll be like, well, you did this or that. And I'm like, I was 17. and um on my own and my life is together you know like I never ruined my life with substances like you um and you know kind of going into are you finished with with that dissertation of hickory (laughs) I I hate that sound just yeah no it's I fucking hate thinking about that memory it's horrible yes oh my lord um so One of the early, early gaslighting experiences I had with our Nana, I was a teenager. I moved out at 17 because life was not doable in the same home with my mother who was drinking and abusing me. Mm -hmm. So I was dating my child's father and we had moved into a very affordable old small home. Nothing, nothing fancy. And we were both working really hard. 
I was working two jobs and taking 18 hours in college. Like I actually got my GED and went ahead and went to college early because Mm -hmm. I couldn't stay at home. I had already been back and forth between my mom's house, my dad's house, like going to high school and working and like dealing with what I was dealing with from a trauma standpoint was just not doable. And so, you know, I'm taking 18 hours at a community college, killing myself. I mean, I'm making great A's. I graduated summa cum laude. Like I killed it while working two jobs and being an adult at a very young age. And, you know, I didn't get to do a lot of holidays or things I wanted to do for myself. Like I tell people, like, I never really had the going out phase. I never had like, you know, the just for fun phase whenever I was a young adult because I was on my own at 17. Yeah, yeah. That makes it a little harder. I'd gotten my GED, went to college early, killing myself. I mean, waking up, going to do nanny jobs at 6 a.m., you know, working at a country club where I worked all the holidays and then getting my classes in in between. I used to take a pillow in my car and sleep in my car in between classes because I was so exhausted. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm feeling pretty powerful. I'm feeling into myself, I get this letter and it's like, you're never going to be anything. You're not getting your education. You're living in poverty. And if you stay with this man, you're going to look back at 35 and regret your entire life, which didn't she say something about Bora Bora. Yeah. So she was like, you'll never go to Bora Bora or (laughs) anywhere else. And I was just like, thank you for the encouragement. Yay. And, you know, a shout out. Thank God I did stay With my child's father, we adopted him together. It's an amazing story. You know, would never change any of that. And we both worked really hard to get to where we are today. We started at the bottom. (laughs) That's how sometimes. And, you know, I just remember reading it over and over again and questioning myself. You know, I'm making straight A's in school, killing myself. I graduated summa cum laude. Like, I really worked so hard to be the person that I am today from a professional standpoint. Nothing came easy for me. And to just read that and to feel like I needed to call my family and explain that I was in college taking 18 hours making, you know, my GPA is like a 4.0. It's just like, it is, it made me question like, myself, like, what am I doing? Why do they think I'm not in school? Like, Mm -hmm. what? I don't understand what I need to prove. And it just really diminished my self-worth. I will never forget that letter. <laughs> like it yeah. goes through my head all the time. Once I hit 35, I was like, well, that was wrong. You know? yeah. yeah, fuck you. It's like, <laughs> what kind of person could I have been maybe with a little bit of encouragement? And then yeah. the response I get from my mother is, oh, she's just saying that because she loves you. Yep. That's, that's how what she my mom shows says. You she loves you. Well, if that's love, I don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing about our Nana is, you know, not only does she deny reality, which is a part of gaslighting, but she also at the same time, which, you know, a lot of abusers do is she tears you down at the same time. Like she's denying your reality and she's tearing you down. And so, yeah, not only are you questioning reality, you're like, am I actually in college? I'm pretty sure I am because I was in class yesterday and I'm working my ass off. But you're also tired. (laughs) Yeah. You're also like, oh, and also I'm worthless and I'm never going to amount to anything. And And so it's just like, thank you. Because this is all I can afford at the age of 17. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I would love some money from you if you want to pass some along. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the level of it's just, it's just crazy. Like 
you know, I've gotten to the point now where like, I can think after that trip to Hickory, like that was kind of a turning point. And like, I stopped like, like I just always would call shit out and like, not just like go along with it and ignore it. Um, and you know, through years of therapy, all the things, you know, I've gotten to the point where like, oh gosh, I mean, how long was, it wasn't, it was definitely this year, Sarah, um, when my mom and I got in that huge argument in front of my Nana. Mm -hmm. And cause my mom has been living with my, with our Nana and, um, you know, taking care of her and everything. And she, we got in this huge argument. I can't remember like why it started. Um, but basically, you know, my mom does this thing where when, when we get in an argument, basically when I call her out for something, especially like her substance use, she immediately reverts to fuck you, bitch. You're not my daughter. Get the fuck out. Like, I don't want to see you get out of here. You're not my daughter mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like that's like where it kind of goes. And she did that this year in front of our Nana, which she normally would not do. Like normally she acts like this, like perfect mother in front of her mother yeah. to me. And she did it all in front of Nana and Nana heard it all. And, um, I was like, yeah, I'm leaving. Like, I'm not going to sit here and like take this verbal abuse. Cause like I used to, when I was younger, like argue back with her, but like now I'm to a point where I'm like, yeah, this is verbal abuse. I'm not engaging. I'm not going to get anywhere with it. So I'm, I'm leaving. I'm like removing myself from the situation. And you know, of course Which I live. I'm so myself. proud of Morgan because <laughs> things that were said to her that night were atrocious and she took the yeah. high road. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Um, Thank you. Therapy. Shout out. Lots of work on myself. Um, But my, I remember my dad showed up because he was coming to see me because I was, you know, just in town for a week. You know, obviously I live in D.C. And so my Nana, basically I walked outside with my dad because he had walked in on what had happened. Like we kind of like talk a little bit. And then my Nana's like, Morgan, please come back inside. You know, your mother will go into the other room. I just want to visit with you. You know, I don't get much time with you. And she's, you know, in her late eighties and like, obviously we don't have much time with her. And like, you know, there's this constant, like she's verbally abusive. She gaslights. Um, but there's this weird, like now she's very frail and old and we know we don't have much time with her. So there's this weird guilt, I guess. So I was like, okay. So I went back inside and talked with her and she was like, you know, your mother loves you so much. And I was like, no, I was like, (laughs) it does like love is a, a verb not, uh, you know, and, and what just happened is not love. Like that was verbal abuse. And she's like, you know, mothers just, they have to get onto their daughters sometimes. And I was like, that's not a mother getting onto her daughter. That is verbal abuse. And I'm not going to sit here and have a conversation. Like I will get up and leave again if, cause I'm not going to sit here and have a conversation where you try to minimize what just happened. Like that is verbal abuse. And, you know, I just went into this, like, you know, big, long, I don't know what you want to call my little things, not necessarily lectures, preaching. I don't know. But I was just like, this is verbal abuse. You know, I've had a very traumatic childhood. This is why I'm in therapy. Like, oh, I tried to explain all these things to her, which I don't know why I bothered because she's not going to, you know, ever understand or accept it. But she literally had the audacity when I told her I was in therapy to say, oh, you, I didn't realize I thought you were a normal girl. A normal <laughs> girl. I thought you were a normal girl. Right. And I was just like, you have to be fucking kidding me. Like you knew what was going on in my life as a little seven year old. You knew everything that I was going through. You've witnessed it. You witnessed it today. And you're going to sit here and look me in the eye and say, I thought you were a normal girl. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Like, I'm a normal girl because I've gone through therapy, bitch, from all the abuse you and your daughter put me through. (laughs) Also, fuck you for for even using that vocabulary of like, oh, if you go to therapy, you're not a normal person. Like, right. what? You need to be in therapy. 
it's just crazy like the level of gaslighting like not long after that I had talked about therapy with them oh well what's wrong you know always always minimizing always denying like just denying that like we've had this incredibly traumatic life yeah Yeah. it's like oh okay um well y'all should probably get some and you know going to therapy doesn't mean something's wrong sometimes it's preventative and it's you being an adult and handling your shit also obviously I have mental health issues that are genetic oh well I had no idea that mental health issues could be genetic actually I think that I use the word what does it mean when you're born with it I don't know the genetic is the only word coming to my no, brain. No, it's, right it's that word that like it basically came from birth, essentially. And so she was like, I had no idea that it could be genetic. And I was just like, yeah, chemical imbalance and uh, addictions and lots of mental health issues are very much genetic. So, yeah. well, I had no idea. Well, where'd that come from? You know, and it's just like, I'm not having this conversation. I'm going to remove myself from this conversation. Thank you. <laughs> Go to Google. Yeah, exactly. It's like, where do you think it came from? And it's also like, you know what? Maybe we wouldn't be where we are right now if you had gone to therapy in the first place. Maybe you wouldn't be gaslighting me about me going to therapy two generations later. It's just crazy. I mean, it's it is insane the level of gaslighting. Um, and it's you really have to be so rooted in yourself to not be greatly affected by it. Um, it still affects us. It's congenital. Absolutely. That's the word I used. I was it's like, what? Congenital. Oh, congenital. (laughs) I love that. Congenital, like everything else. (laughs) Yeah, crazy. Um, So yeah, the the level of gaslighting we have experienced has taken a lot of work to undo. And I even, like even nowadays, like I have a hard time with trusting myself. And I do often question myself, like, you know, if I'm in a group and I, you know, there's a decision that needs to be made like, oh, what are we craving or whatever? Like, I'll be like, oh, how about pizza? I don't know. What do you, I don't know. Like, there's always like a second guessing myself. And and that comes from being gaslit your entire life. And it's a, I have to put in a lot of work to do little things um, to start to trust myself and like really like be present when I'm second guessing myself and be like, why am I second guessing myself? No, because you don't Um, feel good enough and it brings in imposter syndrome, which is a whole nother episode. But yeah, I mean, those are the feelings I have all of the time, even when I'm being praised from work Mm -hmm. or in personal relationship, it's like, I'm not really that good. You know, like I'm not, I'm pretty broken. Like that is where my mind goes. It's really Mm -hmm. hard to accept praise. Yeah. Yeah. No, same. One of the most helpful things I think coming from like a very traumatic background and being gaslit a lot um, is my therapist. I've actually, I've done this a couple of times in my life, but I was just telling Sarah about it um, is writing down your values and kind of categorizing them as like extremely important, important, and not so important. Um, because once you like write down your values and like, you know, what drives you in life and, and what matters to you, that's like a really good exercise to like really ground you in yourself and like root you in yourself. And that helps with the like 
you know, if you're really rooted in who you are and what you value, when you get gaslit and someone questions, you know, your reality and like who you are, it's it's a lot easier to be like, yeah, no, like I know who I am. I know what I value. Like, I know I know this. I don't it, like I'm not going to. It also kind of squashes your humility to have to be that way. And I mean, this plays into a lot of romantic relationships and exchanges. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's really hard to have that boundary and be like, no, you just treated me like crap and tried to play it off on me. And I know my value and I'm better than that while questioning yourself the whole time. But it's really hard to speak up for yourself and not be humble. You know, it's not a humbling experience, right? Because you feel like you're kind of like tooting your own horn, but you're also having to hold a boundary with someone that's being abusive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oof, yeah, gaslighting is a tough one. And boy, have we been gaslit. Just the amount of conversations I've had with my Nana since of just like, this is what my mom said. This is what happened. And her just being like, that's just how mothers are. It's like, yeah. no, that is verbal abuse. I don't care if you're my mother. I don't care if you're my grandmother. I don't care if you're Jesus Christ himself. I'm not going to be verbally abused by anyone. Absolutely exactly. not. It's not how a mother or a grandmother or anybody, basic humanity, that's not how you treat someone. I can to this day 100% say that the worst treatment I've ever received in life is from people that are the closest to me, i.e. my mother, my grandmother. Like, Absolutely. Literal worst, like drag you through the dirt, worst possible treatment ever. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I was reflecting like on our relationship and thinking about like that beach trip because that was like that whole situation with my high school graduation and me calling you that was when you and I really our relationship like kind of shifted almost yeah. because I was becoming an adult um and that was like a really good shared experience that we had of like you know yeah this is insane um, and then shortly after that, like you actually had your first divorce. I moved in with you. You know, yeah. we got really, really close. But like, can you imagine if we didn't have each other to be like, no. hey, you know, this happened. You were there. But now I'm talking to them the next day and they're saying that didn't happen. And that's not what they said. Like, am I crazy? Like if we didn't have each other to like, you know, counter that like denial of reality, I don't know what we would do. Like, I don't okay. know how someone would deal with that. The thing I'm most thankful for this year and a whole lot of other years is Morgan. Like <laughs> I literally could start crying because I could not do life without her. Oh no, I'm crying. <laughs> no, I, I mean, absolutely. I couldn't do life without you either. Like I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's always what I, when people are like, how are you okay? After hearing my story, I'm like, if I didn't have Sarah, like, I don't know what I would do. Truly like, I mean, that's just real. Um, well, now we're both crying. Happy New Year. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but the good news is we're still here for next year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, if you guys have been gaslit, we like our hearts go out to you truly. Like it is such a hard thing to overcome. Um, and if you don't have your Sarah or Morgan, uh, oof. I don't know how you're doing it, but pat yourself on the back. Um, yeah. we are here for you. Our Facebook is finally up and running. You know, another um, thing before the social media update, another thing that abusers often do, um, you know, they, they abuse, but then the person that's being abused takes up for their abuser. Like, oh, well, there was this and that and that. So they're a good person. But and it's like, 
no, scrap all that. What you need to see and what you could see if you were further away from the situation is that that person is abusing you. I don't care if they have a job, if they pay the bills, if they're there as a parent, that person is abusing you. It is a form of abuse. And mental abuse is, I mean, it's right on up there with any other kind of abuse you could take because it's affecting Absolutely. your brain. It's affecting your mental health. It's affecting your entire you know, health of your body. So like, that's just another thing. Like if you're being gaslit and you're being abused and you're like trying to justify it by maybe things you had done in the past, which is what your abuser wants you to think of, or that they have good qualities, you really need to step back and rethink and go through your values. Yeah, absolutely. There is never, ever, ever justification for, for verbal, emotional, any kind of abuse. Like it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what they do for you. I mean, that's a huge thing. Like you know, even though like really in the grand scheme of things, like we have not had hardly any help financially from our families, um, that always gets held over our head of like, oh, well, Nana does so much for you. And it's like, okay, so I'm supposed to, one, actually she doesn't when you kind of compare it to other families. Like we really have had very little help. That's why we're both in a lot of debt. (laughs) But two, I finally got my student debt paid off, but boy, do I have some other. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like, actually she hasn't done all that much, but like, even then it's like, I don't care how much someone has done for you. I don't care what they've done, that doesn't make verbal abuse or any kind of abuse okay. That's actually go feeds into the abuse because it creates a power dynamic in which, you know, it allows them to continue to abuse you. Absolutely. And it's like, don't do things for someone if you're doing it because you want power and control over them. Right. Or if you're doing something in return or whatever. Yeah. If you don't do something for someone, unless it's out of love and because you want to do it from the kindness of your heart. Like, I hate that. They do that all the time of like, well, she's, she's done so much for you. And it's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to be verbally (laughs) abused. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then like questioning when, when, especially me, cause you know how, you know, confrontational I can be and you know, whatever, you know, it always turns into like, well, I'm a disrespectful brat. And it's like, am I, or do you just not like being called out for your abuse? Like, I don't think I'm disrespectful for calling you out for being abusive. Yeah. No, that's a common, common trait for gaslighting is, you know, you calling something out and then them maybe not blaming you, but being like, I did this for you. I did that for you. I did this for you. And it's like, if you hear someone recalling what they did for you, red flag. Red flag. Absolutely. Um, Oof, man. I mean, this will probably have to be like, a part one with the gaslighting because we have so much gaslighting to talk about. Um, But this was some good foundation for the gaslighting. Absolutely. People take accountability for your actions. Seriously. (laughs) Jesus. Um, But truly like, yeah, like I said, if if you've dealt with this level of gaslighting, um, heart goes out to you truly because it's, it is so difficult. I mean, it's very easy to get trapped in. It's very easy to question yourself. And that stuff is, that stuff is really hard to climb out of. I mean, it's, that takes a lot of work and a lot of support and it's tough. Um, but we hope that you guys are okay. And, you know, if you've dealt with similar things, we would love to hear, you know, how you've dealt with it and how you do deal with it. Um, we want to hear that kind of stuff for sure. And if you are accidentally gaslighting people, take note. All attention, <laughs> change your behavior, please. Yeah, absolutely. We're not, we're, listen, 
we're not gaslighting and we're not accepting gaslighting in 2022. <laughs> no, bye-bye. I'm sitting here with my unlit candle smelling it because I can't find a lighter. So we ain't even starting that <laughs> for next year. <laughs> we're pumping the brakes on gaslighting. Yes. Oh my God. Um, so back to the social media, because we want to see more of your beautiful faces and comments. Yeah, our Facebook is up and running. So please join it. We'll, we'll post a picture of it um, on our Instagram if that's helpful, but you, you can just find it. It's called Family Trauma Pod, I think, right? Podcast. Mm-hmm. You guys are savvy. You can do it. It's called the name uh, of the podcast. You got this. It all together. Yeah. yeah. Hop in there. We, we really want to have a two-way conversation with you guys um, and just talk about like how we're dealing with this, how we're coping with it, laugh about it, cry about it together, all the things. Yeah. Um, back to the premise of why we're doing this. It obviously, you know, is helping us process. But at the end of the day, our biggest thing is to reach. We want to create a community. We want to normalize talking about this and understanding what you've gone through. And we want you to know that it's okay to open up and it's okay to talk about. And it's not you. You're not damaged. You're not broken because of the things that you've gone through. Yeah, exactly. Um, So wishing you guys uh, a very beautiful new year. Um, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We're very excited to connect in this new year and to continue to grow together. So um, we love you so much. Thank you so, so much for listening and continuing to be here. It it truly means the world. Um, Absolutely. Take care of yourself. Take care of your mental health. Take time for yourself. Be healthy. Don't think it's selfish. You are number one. You're number one. Exactly. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. We love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.